Blanco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. Yes, indeed. Wow. 40 episodes. Free weed from Danny Danko. Thank you to Jacques and DJ Winstrong and to my producer, Mike Hughes. Hello, Dan. Hello. And uh, can you believe we made it 40 episodes? I can't believe that. 40 fortnights. Yeah. And pretty uh, amazing. It is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. And we have an amazing episode here for the 40th episode. We're going to recap a bit about the San Francisco uh, medical Cannabis Cup we just held in, actually not in San Francisco, but in Richmond, California, uh, just across the bay. And we had our fourth Cannabis Cup there. We're going to recap that a bit. And our interview, we were so uh, privileged to get uh, a nice half hour sit down with Soma of Soma Sacred Seeds in Amsterdam when we were there just a couple of weeks ago. So we're going we're gonna to be playing that as well as our usual grow segments. Uh, Strain of the Fortnite, uh, Grow Q&A, and I'm going to do a little section on uh, Subcool Super Soil and um, either mixing your own or, or purchasing it yourself if you want. So stick around. We will be back with all of that and then some. Alrighty, we are back, and this is episode 40. Mike, amazing, huh? It is rather unbelievable, and uh, you know, thanks to, to all the listeners who've been with us since the beginning. We appreciate that support. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are awesome. We really appreciate all the emails and, uh, and just support in general that we get from you guys, the tweets and the Facebooks and everything. So keep that up. That really, uh, that really does great for us and uh, for our our advertisers and our sponsors and everything. So um, speaking of awesome pot events that just happened. Were we speaking of that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We just I'll threw our fourth medical cannabis cup in the Bay Area in the uh, first two years. We were in San Francisco and the past two years uh, out in Richmond, California. And it was quite a nice event. I love this venue. Um, the Craneway Pavilion. It's just right there on the water. Anyone who's there definitely knows, you know, spacious, beautiful, big windows facing the bay. Um, great uh, outdoor medicating areas, which was a lot of fun. We had a concert there that Saturday night yeah. uh, with members of Wu-Tang Clan, Jizza, Raekwon, and Ghostface, which was a great show. Uh, I, we actually opened for them uh, <laughs> technically because, technically, uh, yes. yeah, we did a free weed episode. Uh, which we will play uh, at a later date. But you can add that to the to the resume. You open, open technically for open Clan. for Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, which was great. And I'm a big fan of Jizzes and of course uh, the other guys in Wu Tang as well. Um, so that was that was quite a treat. Uh, you can check out pictures on my Instagram of me with those guys hanging out backstage. And uh, we did the seminar there. 
Uh, we'll be playing that at a future date. I also got to appear on the social media seminar with uh, Jen from Jen's Music Stash, uh, a sister podcast here on the High Times Podcast Network. So that was fun. Uh, talking about something besides growing pot, you know, social media and, and ways to integrate your activism with, uh, you know, whatever you ate for breakfast that day and all of that sort of stuff. So that was fun. And uh, wow, we should talk a little bit about some of the winners, I guess, too. Mike, what do you think? We should totally do that. All yeah. Right. So um, now this actually was a rare cup in that you didn't judge for the first time in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just showed up that Thursday and uh, I wasn't uh, overseeing any kind of judging. I just got to smoke a bunch of different things, you know, sativas, indicas, hybrids, concentrates, hash, uh, pretty much all over the spectrum and just enjoy what was there. Um, you know, a lot of people came by and showed me other other things that weren't even entered into the, the contest that they were smoking on, which was awesome. And, uh, and being able to smoke that uh, at my leisure, you know, without necessarily having to uh, take notes or, or really, you know, pay attention to the potency and the, the odors and all yeah, that. You were like that a, was nice. You were a free agent this time. You could yeah, dabble yeah, in all the nice categories. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. let's let's read some of the winners. Uh, yeah. What would you like to start with? Um, well, let's start with hybrids because that was that was a really uh, that's always a tough category because you got the best of everything in there. And uh, third place was Veganic Platinum Girl Scout Cookies by Buds and Roses and Private Stack LA, which we should mention because we've had Kyle Cushman on the show and we've had uh, Aaron Justice as well. And shout out to Tyler too, who does a lot of the the uh, behind the scenes work with them. But yeah, I mean that they took third here and just after uh, winning in Denver with that same uh, same stuff. So now that this, this is the veganic uh, method that, that Cushman talked yeah. about on this program, right? Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things that you're judging is the burnability, the flush, you know, what went into the bud and what came out of the bud and, and how clean it is. And so uh, veganic is a great way to achieve that without really having to work too hard. Uh, and, and you know everything that went into your plants and there was no you know, no funny business as far as uh, nutrients and, and pesticides are concerned. Uh, second place, fish I'm excited OG. Excited about this one. Fish, what is it? The fish OG, and that's fish as in PH. Uh, fish OG by Sovereign Wellness Center. That's exciting because, um, you know, the, the summer tour is about to begin and yeah. I'm, I'm going to a few shows. I'm, I'm gassed up about it and it was cool to see the fish OG. I've, I've yeah. never heard of this strain. Well, you know, a lot of times they just get named like that because somebody got them on tour. Um, one thing people may or may not know about kind of like the, the cannabis genetics world is that a lot of these genetics actually, you know, pre previously prior to the internet, these genetics traveled around on like dead tour and fish tour. And so, you know, it's guys like Jerry and Phil who are indirectly involved for, you know, getting these people, you know, on this like, you know, world tour of places and to meet all the locals there who had the same, you know, interests and be able to spread uh, genetics, uh, growing knowledge, all kinds of interesting stuff that, uh, you learn on the lot and on Shakedown Street. And, and Chemdog was a part of that, right? Chemdog was a tour? part of that, and yeah, and that's part of the whole uh, legacy of that strain. But that um, that's not the only strain that you know you can attribute back to things like that, you know. And that's how f things like Fish OG get named that way. And uh, yeah, first place is another one like that. It's the Headband um, by Loud Seeds, and it's the same sort of thing. I mean, the Headband uh, is that OG 
kind of sativa-esque OG that really hits people hard, you know, on their forehead and, and gives you that little sweats or whatever. And, and so, you know, congrats to James and all the people at Loud Seeds because that's another big win for them. Hometown win, I believe. Hometown, right? yeah. yeah. Bay Area. Uh, Bay Area is definitely representing there with the best hybrid as headband uh, from Loud Seeds. So shouts to James. All right, so uh, let's let's move on to Indica. Yeah, Indica third place was Bomb Threat by Archive Seed Bank, and this is a seed bank that I've really noticed making a lot of uh, inroads. They just won in LA uh, with a different strain, and then here with Bomb Threat. So Archive Seed Bank, uh, congratulations, and keep keep them coming because you guys definitely got that fire. Uh, second place, OG Eddie Lepp. Uh, by third gen family and I think they won with this in LA or something similar but uh, it's great to keep Eddie Lepp's name out there uh, he definitely you know of course deserves a, 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 a wonderful strain that wins awards named for him and third gen family has been uh, one of those kind of like under the radar uh, outfits but but winning and doing it the right way with uh, well-grown well-cured um, properly uh, properly flushed but that just, you know, is undeniable. I mean, that second place for them was great for that. And, uh, yeah, first place was Girl Scout Cookies uh, by Berkeley Patients Group. So that's a different version than the, uh, than the Buds and Roses version. But, again, taking first in Indica uh, from Berkeley Patients Group, Girl Scout Cookies, the strain of the year, like, as far as most people yeah, have really been talking no about. Yeah, really question there. And, uh, you know, it took third place in, in hybrid and then first in Indica, so that's mm-hmm. very cool. And it's first everywhere. in Denver, again, uh, last, you know. Yeah, that's right. June, or not June. That was April. April, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let's move to Sativa's third place, uh, Tangi by Banff Extraction. So, yeah, that's that same Tangi we've been hearing about all year as well. So, really, it's been like a Girl Scout versus Tangi kind of kind of year in a lot of ways when you look at these cups um so congratulations to everybody responsible for tangy tangy that was the august cover right that made the yeah. cover of august that was a cover of our august that's a uh, uh great issue there with a uh, recap of all that and, and more so tangy uh third place best sativa uh second place this is an old school one red dragon by leonard moore co-op um so shouts to them and that was a great great strain i got to taste that uh a few times and that was really nice uplifting sativa red dragon uh leonard moore co-op uh first place was cracker jack by santa cruz mountain naturals which is a great win for santa cruz and cracker jack i got to try uh, a really really perfect sativa uplifting high incredible smell really good trichome production and just really all-around great sativa yeah, absolutely. Um, that was that was a very strong category. I tried a few of those and uh, very much enjoyed it. Cracker Jack was was one of those sativas that just really kind of hit you and was excellent high. So absolutely, and uh, we should get to the category everybody wants to hear: best concentrate. Uh, third place was Lemon Amnesia Shatter by Archive Seed Bank and Terpex. So there's Archive again, uh, taking a prize in best concentrate. So. Uh, that's definitely an, a, a really important up-and-coming company to keep your eye on. Archive Seed Bank, uh, as well as Terpex, for actually pro- you know using the archive uh, genetics to 
get that lemon amnesia shatter and people I guess really loving the the citrusy flavors these days that's really been uh, what wins a lot so uh, second was Humboldt OG Shatter by Golden State Extracts. This was like a last-minute entry. Uh, another kind of proof that you can enter this contest and win without you know, having to sponsor the event or have advertisements in High Times Magazine or anything else. I mean, these guys came out of nowhere to take second place with the Humboldt OG Shatter uh, and represent that Bay Area, NorCal, Golden State Extracts. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, that's, for, a, that's a good point because Golden State Extracts isn't exactly a household name in this game. And yeah. They, they represented well. But good well for and, them. And yeah. they, you know, they took second place in a really tough category. I that mean, was our biggest category. I've smoked things that were five and six in this category that are just phenomenal and they didn't even place. So shout out to Golden State Extracts for doing that. And and anybody who thinks that, like, oh, you can buy this thing or it's fixed or whatever, take a look at that and tell me, you know, uh, this thing's fixed. These guys just had the fire, and we it was undeniable. Uh, first place, Paris OG Wax by Grateful Meds. Um, that's Wheezy, of course. Again, you know, the Paris OG winning time and time again. And, so, you know, there's something about uh, the way it's made and the way it feels and the way people, you know, the, the terpenes and everything that's, that's held within the flavors just there and the high is there and you got to shout wheezy out i mean this guy is just on the top yeah. of his game it's yeah, unbelievable and grateful meds i mean they they they're all, you, that's a place where you're going to get you know high, high quality uh, buds and concentrates no matter what so uh congrats to them in a really really tough division um edibles was a tough division too shouts to number three toffee turtles um, by CCSC Melrose Premium Collective LA. Uh, a lot of people came up from LA to, to compete in this. I hope a lot of people from NorCal will come in February down to LA to compete in our LA Cup because uh, it's really great to have both, you know, both kind of sides of Cali represented. So, and those toffee turtles were amazing. I, I don't eat a lot of edibles. I even told these guys, like, I really don't mess around too much with that. Um, but I tried these toffee turtles and they were delicious, very amazing edibles. So shouts to them and, and congrats because I think they're a first time winner as well. Uh, two was Daydreamers Medicinal Chocolates by SG Patients Group. I got to admit, I didn't. It's a SJ Patients Group. It's like SJ, a San Jose, I believe. San Jose yeah. Patients <laughs> Group. Okay. Uh, I got to admit, I did not try this one, but I heard great things. Uh, particularly from Elise McDonough, who is the author of our High Times uh, cookbook for marijuana, and uh, really enjoyed these chocolates. It seems like chocolates really took all the edible categories because first place is the Kiva Blackberry Dark Chocolate Bar by RCP Sacramento, and I did try that, and it was amazing, and I believe it's even won in the past before. So That one went Kiva, fast. Yeah, a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot has to do with, you know, they, they got great packaging, Obviously, the product inside is amazing, but you, you really you have to build a foundation for your amazing product with great packaging um, where it's very understandable what's inside, uh, what's, you know, what dosages are and all that. So shouts to them because they're doing it right out there in Cali. So RCP Sacramento Kiva Blackberry Dark Chocolate Bar. Uh, yeah, keep up the great work. That was a uh, best edible first place. Absolutely. So uh, do you want to just quickly run through the best hash? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, best hash, third place, Master Yoda Solventless by Kush Connection and Essential Extracts. Uh, Master Yoda, amazing stuff. Um, shouts to Albert, shouts to that whole Master Yoda crew. Um, and 
that solventless is just phenomenal. Uh, and yeah, love the uh, way speaking of that, just really quick, for, for people listening who may not 100% understand the mm -hmm. difference between the concentrate category and the hash category, how would you explain that? Okay, uh, concentrates could be using any kind of solvent. So you, if you're using butane, uh, hexane, uh, CO2, uh, basically any kind of chemical solvent uh, extraction that you would use. And hash is basically any kind of solventless even though you know some of these obviously are using ice water uh, and technically people will say okay water is a solvent but right. it's not uh, a chemical solvent that you're uh, using and then removing it's just you have it, to have some kind of solvent so in this case water primarily but yeah well even you could be you could actually technically enter dry sieve in the right. best hash category as well you wouldn't have to use ice water um, basically it just means you didn't use a chemical solvent such as butane, hexane, CO2, you know, all of those. So uh, it gives that its own category because it's tough sometimes for these, uh, for solventless to compete with some of the BHOs, uh, although they do, you know, and these were amazing. The Master Yoda solventless is incredible. Uh, the second place was Caramel Candy Kush Bubble by Dynasty Seeds, another uh, new seed company that I'm definitely keeping my eye on. Um, that caramel candy kush bubble was amazing really nice light color um you'll see it in our next issue of high times uh first place lemon og solventless wax by bamf extractions and reserva pravada um that's a collaboration you're going to expect to see a lot of wins from in the solventless category bamf uh they know what they're doing bamf knows what what what's up and uh reserva pravada is providing you know only the most proper starting product it's the only way to get the best hash whether it be solventless or not is to use a really good uh initial product so reserve reserve pravada providing the lemon og and bamf turning that into solventless wax led to a win for them in the best hash category uh for first place so congrats to bamf and and uh, the boys at reserva absolutely and just real quick shout outs to best product which was oil slick Best booth was Magnolia Wellness, and best glass was Hitman. So Hitman. Very cool. Yeah, and highest CBD, uh, I'll just mention Flower, was Jedi Kush by Blind Pack Trading Pins, and Concentrates was CB Candy Oil by MTG Seeds and First Class Concentrates. And uh, congrats to everybody who participated. We had a great cup. Uh, if you want to see more of, of these winners, you know, there's a list online. There's also a photo gallery, so you could check out some of the images. Of Do they these. even they have, like, the THC percentages and stuff listed? And uh, Right now, we just have the photo gallery, but I believe we're going to be putting the lab results, so there'll be oh, THC cool. and CBD percentages for every uh, entry. So definitely check that out. Awesome. Awesome. What a great cup. So, yeah. We should also mention that uh, we honored Dennis Perone with the High Times... Uh, Lester, Doctor. I'm sorry. It's the uh, Doctor Lester Grinspoon Lifetime Achievement Award, and it went to Dennis Perone, who of course is the father of the medical marijuana law out in California, Prop 215. Yeah, and so props to him. He was able to accept that and made a made a wonderful speech about, uh, you know, the fight to legalize cannabis for everybody, and and so yeah, thank you so much to Dennis Perone. His his whole crew of people around him were great, and and. Uh, yeah, we had a great cup. That was a, that was really a blast. All right, so what do you say we take a little break and then come back with our interview with Soma? Yes, we will be back with Soma of Soma Sacred Seeds.
Hey, you guys, sorry to interrupt, but we're really proud that this is our 40th episode, and I want to introduce you to one of our new sponsors. It's Gorilla Seed Bank. These guys are in the UK. They carry a bunch of seeds. They ship worldwide. They've got Big Buddha, DNA Genetics, many of our our guests that we've had on the show, um, Sensi Seeds even, Joint Doctor, Greenhouse Seeds. They carry all those seeds. They ship worldwide. They've got feminized, autoflowering. If you're interested in that, they've got regular. They got them all, and we really appreciate their support. And they have a special deal actually going for Free Weed listeners. If you call them and you mention our show, you get a free five-pack of Big Bang 2 from Feminized Seeds while supplies last. Now, that's with a purchase, of course. But uh, if they run out, they said they're going to substitute a random five-pack from the same brand. And basically, you know, that's five free, free seeds from them while supplies last if you mention our show. So check them out. Definitely support our, our uh, sponsors, Gorilla Seed Bank, uh, on Twitter. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, check them out there. They're on Facebook as facebook.com slash Gorilla Seeds. You can go directly to their website. And check them out at G-O-R-I-L-L-A-Cannabis-Seeds.co.uk. And you can even call them 24 hours a day. Local call rates apply at 020-872-07323. Check them out. Thank you, Gorilla Seed Bank. What you are about to hear is an interview that uh, Dan and I did with Soma in his apartment in Amsterdam when we were there in May. Mm-hmm. And it's Surrounded by crystals and, yes. and really healthy houseplants mm-hmm. and a couple Beautiful of nice apartment. cats. Beautiful apartments. Yeah, and it was it was it was great to be able to to meet with him in that environment. And I think it's a it's a really great interview. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just say I've, I've known Soma, Soma for many years, and I, I really uh, just appreciated the chance to actually sit down and, and get some words uh, from him for the podcast. So thanks to him, and uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. All right, and we are back on Free Weed from Danny Danko. High Times presents Free Weed. We are uh, honored to have a special guest on the show today. It is Soma, master breeder, uh, member of the High Times Seed Bank Hall of Fame, breeder of uh, some of the many, many strains that uh, you guys know and love. So thank you very much, Soma, for coming on the show. Hi, Danny. <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, I guess, some of your early experiences with cannabis and uh, maybe how you got into breeding cannabis as well. Okay, well, I was a New Yorker, and I was working at IBM on Madison Avenue and 57th Street when I got turned on to cannabis. I was wearing a three-piece suit and tie, and from that point on, I started becoming a hippie. <laughs> and... I didn't stay working at IBM very much longer after I got stoned on cannabis because immediately it opened up the right side of my brain. And this world teaches us all to be left-sided brain people and do everything like logically and all everything with our mind. And the right side of the brain really shows you how to do things with your heart. And so I had to leave IBM at that point. And mm-hmm. 
start did my own some, path. Did some traveling around the United States. Which, which took me to Vermont, mm-hmm. where I opened up a natural foods bakery. And I was making whole wheat organic bread every day in this little town of Putney, Vermont. Mm-hmm. And there was only like five, besides the general store, there was only four stores in the whole town, and my bakery was one of them. Well, it didn't take me long to plant some seeds. Well, well actually, here's how it started. I was, I, I was getting this Colombian wacky weed. It was like 1972. I was getting this Colum- n- n- no, 1974. I was getting this Colombian, Colombian wacky weed. I was going down to Brooklyn to Park Slope, and my friend had this great Colombian weed, and I'd actually bring it back to Vermont. And when I brought it there, it was full of seeds. So when I was breaking up seeds on my record albums, which were still happening back then, (laughs) the seeds I would just throw out the window. I lived on the second story, and I'd just throw them out the window, throw them out the window, throw them out the window. And then in the spring, I went out there, and sure enough, there was like 20 volunteers. (laughs) And it was this beautiful sativa from Colombia. You know, yeah. but I didn't know really about indica and sativa and growing times and seasons and stuff like that. It was, I was a novice. Mm-hmm. But I took those seeds, I scooped them up carefully, with not hurting the roots, and I put them in a tray and I took them all up to Putney Mountain, <laughs> where my friend was, and we proceeded to make a beautiful garden with these twenty plants. And I had this little pet goat up there. The goat went over to the, to the plant and just devoured it in two seconds. And I couldn't believe that a goat would love to eat cannabis that much. But it was true. <laughs> and those plants, they were too sativa to ever mature in the mountains of Vermont. And um, I, they ended up getting caught by the police. Oh, they got busted. Yeah, they got busted. Wow. And so I never got to come to fruition on that crop. And even if it didn't get busted, it would have been too cold for them to finish. I just <laughs> didn't right. know it. But uh, it didn't take long, I guess, after that for you to figure out uh, the seasons, the the indica, sativa stuff. and, and Yes, by, by 1975, <laughs> I was in Florida, where it was a much better climate to grow cannabis. And I really started to experiment with different genetics. I was getting Cambodian seeds and Laotian seeds and Thai seeds in this Southeast Asian cannabis I was acquiring of the finest quality. And I was also getting the pure Ruderalis Afghanis that would only get like two and a half, three feet tall at their maturity. No matter what you did, they wouldn't get taller than that. Right. Early ones. And so... I was growing both of those outside, and the the Southeast Asian plants hermaphroditized and fertilized the Afghani plants. Mm-hmm. So I got this Afghani Asian seeds, mm-hmm. and that was really my first breeding experiment because I didn't do it on pur- purpose. But those Afghani Asian seeds I got were phenomenal. Right. Some of the best cannabis I've ever seen, even up till now. Wow! And then I proceeded to make mother plants. And I planted um, 125 plants outdoors in Florida on 10 acres of land. (laughs) And these plants were trees. Wow. Because they had all the right soil, all the right fertilizer. They were actually, you could walk up to one and hold on to the main trunk of the plant 
and step on the two bottom branches and they wouldn't break. <laughs> wow. And I had 125 like that, which ended up getting caught by the police. Man. And that was my first real court case with cannabis. And, um, but no matter what would happen to me with this plant, I felt like I was like a bodyguard, like a presidential bodyguard mm-hmm. for the plant. Protecting where, the where, genetics. Where no matter what the circumstances are, I throw myself in front of the train before it hits the president, before right. it hits the cannabis. And so it's like it's, it's so sacred to me as a plant that I'm willing to take sacrifices with myself for it, like right. in Prague. Like I'm not allowed to go to the Czech Republic for another two and a half years because I got banned from there for five years because I was talking like this right in in front of the public and, and they said I was I was um, forcing people to get into cannabis basically <laughs> Wow uh, I guess ultimately that's the reason oh, you're here in promoting Amsterdam. cannabis that's what promoting cannabis yeah. that's if that's illegal then there's a lot of people that are gonna get, but get locked I'm up. banned from the Czech Republic for promoting cannabis that's they, the they reason. They found me with no possession of nothing. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get me with one grain of anything. Just promoting it. Only because they got me on video smoking a joint and passing it to the audience. Wow. Um, so I guess ultimately that's the reason that you're here in Amsterdam as well is because you were har- harassed out of... Well, well back, back when I was in America, it was so disastrous to be connected to cannabis. Right. You could get life in prison. You it's could like get I was 20 doing, years. I, I was doing like 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 cannabis demonstrations in front of the courthouses of Florida, Gainesville, Florida, wow. and, and Eugene, Oregon, like with all the permits, organizing bands, or getting Jack Herrera to speak, both places. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you know, I, I didn't stop there. I didn't stop there, but I felt like I was fighting a losing battle at the time. Mm-hmm. Since then... It's changed so much. Look at Colorado and Washington and California and Oregon mm-hmm. and all the other states that are signing up. And, and then look at like how the IRS attacks the, dis- the distribution clubs in California mm. and other places. Yeah, like, yeah. Look what well, they do. It's, it's always two look steps Look what they do. So, so it's like if you do get successful and famous doing that, then you get wiped out by the IRS. What kind mm-hmm. of? That's that's a terrible war. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible tactic of a war. Right. Um, but you managed to bring some genetics here to Holland and and basically set up uh, set up your business here. A seed bank. Mm-hmm. Yes. Making seeds, and that's Soma's sacred seeds. Yes. And uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the the strains. I mean, what are uh, some of the flagship strains? Okay. Well, lavender is one that I've yeah. won many prizes for many mm-hmm. first prizes for mm-hmm. we've had that in, in, in that was Barcelona in my book as well and in in the in the 420 contests and in high life i i won many prizes for lavender mm-hmm. um amnesia haze i just won first prize at the cannabis cup mm-hmm. but i won many first prizes for it before that mm-hmm. either under my name or under somebody else's name right and then strains like so mango Mm-hmm. If you go to Bar- like you're going to Barcelona, mm-hmm. you will definitely end up seeing some mango on some of the menus down there, mm-hmm. even though I'm here, right? Because so mango became a Spanish favorite favorite long ago mm-hmm. when I when I first came out with it, and it is you can spread. find it very spread out in Spain. Wow. Also, you can find the amnesia haze, right? 
not only in every coffee shop in Amsterdam, but in every social club in, in Spain that you go to, you'll find amnesia haze on the yeah. menu. You'll, you might see Buddha's sister, you might see lavender, you might see Soguda. Soguda is a strain I've won a lot of prizes for too. Right. And, and, it's and a, you were just telling me about a new one called the Soji Kush. Yeah, that's my newest one. And people, like all the people I know that grow it, they love it. They yeah. love growing it. I mean, because some things like, just for example, we'll take LA Confidential, something that I myself love to smoke. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a fine smoke. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. It makes me feel great when I smoke it. I love Don and Aaron for coming up with that strain. Mm -hmm. But when I grow it, ugh, the yield is terrible. I mean, like, I put all this energy into it, and the smoke is top grade. Mm -hmm. The yield is terrible. Right. So, you, so yours, you took the LA Confidential, crossed with the OG Kush, and crossed with Trainwreck. Yes. And uh, the Trainwreck is what gives it a better yield. And then, I, and then I had several mothers that I went through mm -hmm. to figure out which one had the nicest yield and which one really had the best taste and smell. Mm -hmm. And then I finally got that down, and then I started duplicating that mother. Wow. And now I'm about to come up with the seeds. In the next two months, I have the seeds from it, the female seeds from it. Oh, cool. Nice. And it, uh, is that a possible uh, Cannabis Cup entry? Yes. Oh, I cool. entered it last year, uh -huh. but I didn't have any of it in any coffee shops yet. Right, right. You know, but by this Cannabis Cup, it'll definitely it'll be in a few shops. Nice, nice. Well, uh, um, and, and if people want to know more about the seeds, uh, what's the website that they would go to? Okay, uh, somaseeds.eu. Somaseeds.eu. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And there's uh, multiple languages there as well? Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Right on. Well, we're here talking with Soma uh, of Soma Sacred Seeds. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, growing organically. And uh, actually, you wrote a book about this, yes. right? Well, you know, it's like here and also in America, you see weed that's hydroponically grown mm -hmm. and weed that is organically grown in soil and weed that is veganically growing, like Kyle Cushman's, let's uh -huh. say. You know, you, you see these different growing methods using the same plants, mm -hmm. the same genetics, basically. And so, when you're a farmer like me, and a geneticist like me, and a breeder like me, and a pot lover like me, well, you really get into tasting, and feeling, and smelling these cannabis is grown in these methods. Mm -hmm. And whenever s people show me one of my strains that I know like the back of my hand grow in hydro, it's so different than when I grow it organically. Mm -hmm. For one thing, it doesn't have the smell. Mm -hmm. It definitely doesn't have the taste. It does have the THC. Right, and probably so, the weight. Well, yeah, and it does have a little bit of a better yield. But I sacrifice... If, if, I, if I partake of that kind of cannabis, I sacrifice taste and smell for a little bit better yield and maybe a little bit easier grow because hydro is a little bit easier than organic. It's a little bit less manual. Mm -hmm. it's, le it's more automatic. Right. And so me, I don't like too many automatic things. <laughs> I mean, I do also, but I really like things that are done by hand you know that, that old term of something being handmade compared to machine-made? Like a carpet, let's say. 
an oriental carpet, a handmade oriental carpet compared to a machine-made oriental carpet. They're both carpets. They're both made out of wool. But boy, are they different in their vibration and quality level. Mm -hmm. And so I feel the same way about cannabis. When, you, when you're hands-on with it as much as possible, when you're in with your grow room and in with your plants so that it's not only a project, but these are actually your friends. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you're their friend. Right. Because you're like you're the them. farmer. You're, yeah. you're, you're like caretaking them and, and they know it. They're quite intelligent. And they, you know, they don't talk like we do, but they talk like they do. Mm -hmm. And they know what's going on. They recognize the person that's nurturing them. And, and, uh, and, and specifically, uh, you're t when you talk about organics, I mean, I know you use a lot of guanos. Like, yes. Yeah. Guano to me, especially like, like I'm always doing research on different guanos, mm -hmm. the NPKs and where it comes from and how it's processed and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so guano to me gives cannabis its finest taste. Mm -hmm. Whenever guano is used in a grow and I taste that, I know it right away because the flavor is so superior and the high. Like no matter what artificial fertilizers people come up with and no, no matter what other organic fertilizers people come up with, when I taste guano on a really good grow, mm -hmm. there's nothing like it. I think fruit growers say the same thing. It people is. It's who true. Grow it's true. Fruit. I mean, for centuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> this is a little bit off subject, but you know the word shit. You know where it came from, right? No. Um, in, in the 1700s, the English would send ships to South America, to Peru and stuff, to get shiploads of guano. Because at the time, there was no chemical fertilizers. There right. was no petroleum fertilizers. Mm -hmm. There was guano. Guano was the fertilizer right. of choice there in were the wars, entire world. There were wars fought over guano. Wa wa wars, mm -hmm. really, really, for sure. Because it was so valuable Shit wars. For, for food. <laughs> Without guano, you could not grow the food you wanted to grow. Right. With guano, you could grow it great. Mm -hmm. And so they would send ships over from England, pick up bunches of guano, and store it in the bottom of the boat. Well, one day, there was a leak in one of the boats, the guano boats, mm -hmm. and water had gotten into the bottom of the boat, and it had started to get some of the bottomest guano wet, and the guano started to give off ammonia gas, big time, because mm -hmm. there's tons of guano, you mm -hmm. know, not just right. this couple of sprinkles. That's composting. And so, one of the sailors, he took a lantern, because they had lanterns at the time, and he went down into the hold of the ship, and as soon as he went down far enough, the Boom. entire ship exploded to smithereens. <laughs> entire ship. Yeah. It, was the most, it was the most amazing fertilizer bomb you ever saw. <laughs> wow. This is a fact. Yeah. And so from that day on, whenever the English were shipping guano, since they lost that whole ship and the whole shipment, they would stamp S-H-I-T on the guano. And th that didn't mean like taking a poop. What it stood for, it was like had a period after each like capital initial, mm -hmm. it meant ship high in transit. <laughs> That's the truth, I swear. Wow. 
That's interesting. The, the, the origins of the word ship. And I'm sure the smell of the ship, the smell of the ship probably related to them uh, taking that. That's funny. So um, as far as organics, uh, now do you use kelp and things of that nature yeah, as well? Se- seaweed's really nice. Seaweed. I like seaweed for foliar feeding. Mm-hmm. Like a nice like seaweed solution mm-hmm. for foliar feeding uh, is great. It's really good for the in the vegging cycle. Okay, of course, foliar feeding. You, you put it into. You wouldn't want to do that at all. Mm-hmm. So you put but, it into a spray, or you spray the top and bottom of the leaves. Spray the whole plant. Spray the whole plant. Even let it go in the soil too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Nice. And uh, is there any other kind of things besides guano and kelp that? Well, uh, there is like the organic advanced nutrients. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah. I like almost every one of them. I like, and I've experimented with them a lot, and um, they're organic supplements great so i use some of those too and uh any other tips for organic growers indoors ways that oh another thing let's not leave out earthworms earthworms and worm castings Mm -hmm. oh my god earthworms and worm castings are are fantastic for cannabis Mm -hmm. fantastic it's like on, on my plants on the roof like about eight years ago i ordered these amazing earthworms from california and i put them in my plants on the roof and i swear to god they got a colony going up there that makes it through the winter, like under the floorboards, <laughs> and the soil that's under the floorboards, and uh-huh. the earthworms have a colony. And every year when it gets warm enough, some of them come to the surface, and if I see, they're giant, they're giant, like the kind you go fishing with, you know, yeah. those giant. Like <laughs> and it's like, if I see them, I grab them, I put them In the on top the top of, the of my soil, and my big, I have these big plants, uh-huh. I mean big pots mm-hmm. for the cannabis plants, I have three on the roof, I, you know, so mm-hmm. I keep it under the limit, you know. Yep. And I stick these earthworms on top of the soil. Immediately they burrow into the pot of soil. Wow. Like, like, like they know wh- where they are. Mm-hmm. And all those plants that have the earthworms, not just the earthworm castings, but the actual earthworms themselves mm-hmm. in with the soil, they do fantastic. They don't get powdery mildew. They, they don't get sick. They, they seem to stay healthier because these earthworms, they aerate the soil mm-hmm. they protect the plant and they, they, aerate, they aerate it and they, they, aerate. Le- they leave behind like as the rain like rains on it and gets it all compacted these earthworms move and they can really move through it man mm-hmm. i don't know how they do that like that but they like make these holes these like right. these like passageways and that is great air for the roots right and as they're doing it they're also leaving behind a sort of slime trail exactly. of beneficial exactly. Uh, exactly it's like i notice a big difference so worms. at the very minimum, earthworm castings are a crucial part of growing organically too. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what about uh, rooting clones? Is there any... Uh, rooting clones is the one thing I do hydroponically <laughs> because I've done it tons of times right in soil. Mm-hmm. Let's say the, the Vernon Bruning method from Positronics mm-hmm. because he, he taught me how to do it in soil and I did it for years like that. But it's it's... It's okay if you're just doing it for yourself mm-hmm. and you're, you're at your home and you're doing your own clones, then it's nice to do it in soil. But if you're doing it as any kind of commercial way mm-hmm. where you're going to help other people have access to these clones, it's definitely better to do it in rock wool. Yeah. And but that's the only thing I ever do in rock wool. Just keep it warm and moist. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, rock wool is a great substrate for clones. Right. Just great. But you wouldn't recommend it for flowering plants? No. Yeah. I don't like I don't like flowering in Rockwell. Mm-hmm. I know it's easy. I know you can do it, and, but I don't like the way it smokes. Right. And why why do something for all those months when it doesn't smoke good? Mm-hmm. And what about uh, 
flushing do you still oh, recommend flushing, flushing super for important. organic yeah it's like like all these different strains that i have i know farmers growing them mm-hmm. and they're showing me their wares all the time bringing over like hey soma what do you think how, how did it come out and i'll taste it and i'll go wow man you didn't flush it mm-hmm. it's a perfect it's crystally it's not picked early but it's also not flushed. Right. And the minute you don't flush it for a minimum of two weeks, I like three weeks. Mm-hmm. I find it's better at three weeks. Three weeks. If you fertilize it right up to that last three weeks, you can do it just water three weeks mm-hmm. at the end. And that flushing is a crucial, crucial part of good cannabis. Yeah. Wow. Even organic. I mean, too. It, it's amazing the amount of cannabis you see here in the Netherlands. That's not flush good. Right. I think what happens to people is that the harvest time just sneaks up on them. They're not prepared to flush. And I think they need to know if you tell them a strain flowers in a certain amount of time, um, you know, they need to take at least two, two to three weeks prior to that time and yes. know that this is... This is for people that really care, but I see people here fertilized to the last day. Right. J- just so they can have the most weight and the most crystals and the most PK four, 13, 14 and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. because it does make it bigger and more crystally if you mm-hmm. do that. Right. But the worst taste, the worst taste. So it's just an inferior product. But yeah, it's like it's a thing that's just done for money, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Uh, what are some of the other growers and breeders uh, that you admire their work? And, okay, uh, and like, um, okay, yeah. um, Delta 9 Genetics, Ed mm-hmm. Borg. Yeah. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I taught him everything I know. Right, and he's done work with your genetics um, as yes, well, right? Yes. And DNA, Don mm-hmm. and Aaron. Yeah, I love those guys. Mm-hmm. I love how good they did it. Um, uh, let's see, Paradise Seeds. Yeah, Luke and Paradise yeah. Seeds is good, good, good guys, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 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 I, I love their political views. Paradise Seeds. They're like freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. They're not just seed growers. Um, I'm, I love um, um, Sensi. Mm-hmm. I love, I love those guys, man. Right. Those guys like influence me shitloads. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be who I am if they didn't exist. Um, cool. And 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 Simon from Serious Seeds. Yeah. I love I love him, man. Yeah. I've known him since the beginning, and mm-hmm. I, I love the way he is with his birds. I I love the way he is with his business tactics. He mm-hmm. he's straight up guy. Right. With great with a great product, yeah, yeah. Well, and so that's just a few I can think of right off my head, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like me, I get along with all these people. Mm-hmm. I don't have any enemies with this cannabis community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, God, we got enough enemies without <laughs> without being our own enemies amongst ourselves, right? You know? um, what does cannabis mean to you? I mean, you've dedicated your life to this thing, and uh, just. You know, give us an idea of what it means. To cannabis you. is this sacred teacher plant, and there are several teacher plants on this planet with us. But cannabis, for me, is one that is super sacred to me, mm-hmm. and it's something that I surround myself with. I like my pants are made out of it. Even my underwear is made out of it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like I, I'm I'm always touching it in some way. I'm at, at the very least, I'm touching the seeds from it. And, you know, I've had many different occupations in my life. I was even a taxi driver in New York City for a while. <laughs> but it's like, you know, 
being a seed breeder and spreading seeds around the planet, I can see why Johnny, Johnny Appleseed was so nicely looked upon. When, when you'd hear these stories of Johnny Appleseed, it was like such a nice story of this guy spreading apple seeds around. Well, spreading cannabis seeds is no different mm -hmm. because cannabis seeds save lives. They like make people more comfortable. They like show people how to grow plants. Mm -hmm. Like I must have 50 different plants in this house, but I wouldn't know how to grow one if cannabis hadn't taught me about the plant kingdom to start with and what plants like and PKs and because all the plants in the plant kingdom, they're all so similar. Once you get to know cannabis, I believe that you can grow any cannabis plant that there is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for uh, sitting down with me. Thanks for being on uh, High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Denko. We look forward to uh, this November, the Cannabis Cup. The, one of the first things you asked me earlier was, uh, are you guys still doing that? And uh, yeah. yeah, because now you're doing it in Denver and, you know, <laughs> may, maybe it's easier to do it in America. It's like you're already there. Well, it's but, a, but it's like it's really good that you are doing it because it bucks the system. Yeah, you and know I the like difference. To buck the system, man. The difference over here is you can go, you can go walk into a coffee shop. You don't have to have a doctor's note. You don't have, you know, it's just a very civilized uh, experience. You're treated like a customer instead of a criminal, and I think that's what we need to spread back home as well. Even with the Denver and the Washington, and you know, ultimately, we want people to be able to grow their own cannabis for themselves and share it with their friends, and we want people to be able if they don't grow their own and they don't have a friend growing their own to be able to be just be treated like a regular person that just wants a certain product, uh, you know, that's no different from, uh, you know, any other, you know, vegetable or, or flour or, uh, um, spice that they could get at a store. And, and, um, yeah. So that's why I think the Amsterdam thing is still, you know, obviously relevant and valid and special because the, the experience here is unique unlike any other. I love Amsterdam. I, with all my heart, I love Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Amsterdam is a great vortex of high spiritual, highly social energy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we would encourage people to come to the 26th Cannabis Cup this November here in Amsterdam. We are doing it and uh, it will be... Uh, bigger than ever it should be a lot of fun and uh, so thank you very much Soma if people want to uh, learn more they can go to somaseeds.eu yes and wh where's the best place they can purchase your book what's the name of your book my right book now? is is my, my book is called organic marijuana the pleasures um, um, organic marijuana Soma style Soma style the pleasures of growing connoisseur cannabis yeah wow and you can get it at most bookshops even in Amsterdam at the American bookstore they sell it Mm -hmm. And maybe Amazon. Is Amazon, yeah, yeah, Amazon. Perfect. Has it. Amazon has. It. Right on. All right. Th well, thank you very much. Thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you have any like final shout outs or anything for anybody that might be listening. Okay. One. One last hint. When it looks like it's ready, wait a week. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Hey guys, as always, Free Weed is brought to you by BC Northern Lights. Now, what do they do? They make a premier grow box, several different options, also with touchscreen controls, 
all kinds of state-of-the-art stuff. Everything's automated. Everything is simple. And you can have free weed yourself at home with these grow boxes. They've got uh, deals for free weed listeners, too. So if you mention the show, you mention Danny Danko, you mention free weed, you mention Mike Hughes. They charge you more. (laughs) They charge you more if you mention Mike Hughes. So don't do that. But mention the show and you will get $100 off shipping, um, some free nutrients for six months, all kinds of deals that they have. BC Northern Lights com and BC Northern Lights at 888-236-1266, toll free. Get yourself a grow box and some seeds, and you'll never have to buy pot again. Call them. All right, and we are back. Uh, thank you very much to Soma. And uh, I guess in deference to his appearance, what uh, we're doing our strain of the fortnight? Yeah, man, let's bring it back. Let's do strain of the fortnight. And like you said, in honor of Soma, we have one of his strains. Yeah, so let's talk about NYC Diesel. Soma, okay. Soma Sacred Seeds. I'm going to uh, read this out of, out of my book, and, uh, and then we'll chat about it a little more. Uh, Soma continues his metamorphosis into a human cannabis hybrid with his NYC Diesel, which won an impressive string of awards in the early 2000s, bringing some of the best of New York City to Amsterdam and beyond. After acquiring a sour diesel clone from a friend in the baked apple, Soma crossed it with one of his favorite Afghani-Hawaiian males to produce his NYC Diesel, which boasts the scents and flavors of lemongrass, lime, and grapefruit especially ruby red grapefruit. Um, For the grower, growing NYCD takes patience and a willingness to endure some quirky behavior and fussy nutrient requirements. This sativa-dominant plant will stretch for almost a month after you induce flowering, but eventually she'll begin to fill out if treated properly. Go easy on the nitrogen and watch the pH levels carefully. A mild nutrient solution with plain waterings in between are your best bet for success with this superlative superlative diesel uh, the lineage is afghani hawaiian crossed with sour diesel clone uh, flowering time 10 to 12 weeks and the contact soma sacred seeds at somaseeds.nl um all right so two questions spring yes. to mind immediately uh the first line that you read his metamorphosis are you saying that, that he's becoming a cannabis plant he's part cannabis plant at this really? point yeah i believe so wow yeah he's crossed himself into the cannabis line of genetics so is he smokable like if you got his hair <laughs> or something could you get high? i think i prop yeah wow i think so okay uh second question <laughs> uh something you hear a lot about if you you know if you live in new york or you're just a big fan of weed uh there's new york uh city diesel there's east coast sour diesel there's sour diesel all these varieties mm-hmm. so what is uh what is it about this particular one that makes it stand out in your mind well, particularly that you can get uh, seeds of it because really the hardest part of, uh, of you know, the real sour diesel was getting a, cl- a clone of it. You know, it's a clone-only strain, so acquiring a cut of it was, you know, pretty much almost impossible uh, and very expensive if possible. So uh, that's the legacy of, like, the real true sour diesel, uh, East Coast sour diesel um, that was really popular in the late 90s and... Uh, with the delivery services and all that. Um, and so this is a cut of that crossed with Afghani Hawaiian. This is a m- much more sativa-dominant version 
of that uh, sour kind of flavor. We called this the grapefruit diesel uh, when we were growing up here in New York. Like uh, the NYC diesel was the grapefruit diesel and the sour was the sour. And you could tell the difference basically by one being really fruity and the other one being really uh, like fuel. Like that's why we called it sour diesel. It was like a fuel kind of smell and taste very like lemony on the citrus side. Whereas this one is uh, sweeter like to the grapefruit, orange, fruity side. Like that ruby red. All right, that's interesting. You know what we have to do at some point is, uh, I think you and I were, were discussing this earlier, like a, a pet peeves show. You don't like strands instead of strains right. and stuff like that. Trichromes. Trichromes. Yeah. Uh, but it, just what you said reminded me of that. I was listening to some silly report. I can't remember where it was, but uh, they were saying uh, that the reason that sour diesel is called diesel is because it's so strong. That it's like like Shaquille yeah. O'Neal is is diesel, sour diesel, and of yeah. course that's not correct. But there's a lot of those uh, misconceptions about right. strain names, right? Oh, OG Kush. Just the, there's one in particular where uh, it's one. either Ocean Grown or it's Original Gangster. Or ocean. What the hell is Ocean Grown? It's like a cranberry. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I don't know. You know that that's uh, one of the consequences of this plant being illegal is that we're kind of at the mercy of whatever stories we hear. Uh, through the grapevine about certain things. So um, this kind of like hippie folklore becomes uh, legend, uh, whereas the facts may be slightly different. And, you know, who knows? People name strains after all kinds of different things. And after, it's like a game of telephone. You know, once it makes its way to across the country, there's a whole different name and a whole different, you know, idea. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And like we were discussing earlier, uh, when with the Grateful Dead tour and also Fish tour, you know, some of those names did get, you know, uh, taken across the country and back and changed. Mm-hmm. But to set the record straight, OG Kush, original gangsta Kush? What is this? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to go on the record of, of either one, <laughs> uh, Ocean Grown or, or Gangster. I always heard the gangster one, OG, uh, being like it was like a biker strain, you know. That's what I heard, but um, that's okay. an, that's a, as far as I'm going towards dry snitching on anybody on that one. Danny Danko shall be non-committal <laughs> about the OG Kush. So, uh, the for the grow segment though, I want to talk about subcool super soil. We have a tutorial online about how you can mix your own. So I'm not going to go into super uh, big detail about it, but I do want people to know uh, some basics. And you can actually buy it now too if you don't want to make it yourself. You can go to tgasupersoil.com. Uh, to purchase it. What, what's cool about this this uh, system is once you've mixed this soil and you've put it into your buckets properly, you really can just use plain water for the next 90 days until you harvest, uh, which is really good for, for medical patients and people who really uh, may not have much of a green thumb. Here, it's pretty simple. You want, the soil is so hot when you first start out, uh, that's pretty much the only issue you could have is that it's a little hot for like clones or seedlings. And hot, of course, means... Means it's a little too strong uh, nutrient-wise so that there's a lot of nitrogen, a lot of phosphorus. So uh, it can burn young plants uh, if, if you don't introduce them to, to it properly. So, uh, But, you know, it's totally organic, and there's really nothing that compares to that, the flavor. Um, so, And as with vegetables, a rich organic soil brings out the best in cannabis. That's uh, quoting from Subcool right there. Uh, he runs it from start to finish, adding only plain water. You start with a base. He call, he recommends six to eight large bags of high-quality organic soil 
Um, these are like the 30 pound bags you get for eight to 10 bucks or so, sometimes a little more expensive. Um, for a, an idea of what kind of products are in there, uh, we're gonna look at Roots Organic. They have lignite, cocoa fiber, perlite, pumice, compost, peat moss, bone meal, bat guano, kelp meal, green sand, soybean meal, leonardite, K-Mag, glacial rock dust, alfalfa meal, oyster shell flour, earthworm castings, and mycorrhizae. So that's a long list of uh, organic beneficial uh, nutrient things there. So that's pretty rad. That's what you start with. That's your base soil. Then your super soil concentrate is placed in the bottom one-third to one-half of your container and blended with the base soil. That way, as the plant grows, uh, it'll grow into the concentrated super soil layer right as it needs those, uh, those beneficial nutrients in a stronger form. And it'll have enough of a root system uh, that it'll be able to, to pick up all of that and not get burnt um, by the strong super soil. Uh, which means that in the wrong, in the right size container, your plants will need nothing but water throughout their full cycle, right until they're uh, finished. Um, he mixed this up uh, when when he was doing this story in a big plastic wading pool that you'd have for kids. It's probably the easiest way. You could put out a tarp or something like that as well. But you want to get it well mixed. You don't want any of these things to be uh, too super saturated in, in any one particular. Space place and again do not put seeds or clones directly into super soil mix because they will burn and that's how hot that super soil is that's just for the kind of the bottom of the bucket and the mix itself uh, it's got those eight large bags of high quality organic potting soil to that you're going to add 25 to 50 pounds of organic worm castings five pounds of steamed bone meal five pounds of bloom bat guano five pounds of blood meal three pounds of rock phosphate, three quarters of a cup Epsom salts, half cup sweet lime dolomite, half cup azomite trace elements, and two tablespoons powdered humic acid. Uh, that comprises that mix. You mix that up really well, and that becomes your super soil that you use at the bottom of your containers with regular mix above them. And that's super soil. You can check it out online at hightimes.com and if you want to order it uh, if you don't want to <laughs> make the big mess and you want to just order it online definitely check it out at tgasupersoil.com yeah and i think probably ordering it online might be the way to go it could be a bit of a, a task to put that together and mix it up right yeah well what's cool is it's starting to become available all over the country at, at a bunch of different grow shops i know a few shops in maine are picking it up and and uh yeah, which is great because that stuff works wonderfully and uh, you can buy it pre-mixed and not have to even really work on it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as Dan mentioned, you could find uh, that step-by-step -step soil mix on hightimes.com. Just search for uh, Subcool. And uh, also you'll see some nice shots from uh, one of our favorite photographers, Rye Pritchard, of that NYC diesel from Soma Sacred Seeds on hightimes.com. So check that out. Now, it is time to move on to my favorite part of the show. It's when uh, readers ask questions and Danko answers them on the air. So, what do you say we jump right in? Let's do it. Here are the ways that you can contact Dan to have your questions answered. Uh, email freeweed at hightimes.com. You can get him on Twitter at Danny Danko, uh, hashtag freeweed. And if you are desperate, at MyQs underscore. So, uh, do that if you would like. First question, dear Danko. Uh, I read a lot about how I must get rid of any male plants out of fear of not seeding my female plant. 
I think he means out of fear of seeding his female plants. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I spot a male plant in my garden? Uh, well, you spot it as the plant begins to flower. Uh, when it switches from the vegetative stage and starts to flower, you're going to see the pre-flowers, and then you're going to see the actual flowers start to form. Uh, female flowers have a white hair coming out of a teardrop-shaped green calyx. Okay. And uh, you'll see the hair coming out of that. Male flowers will look more like a, a tiny uh, stick poking out, and then that stick will start to look like a bunch of bananas. And um, they're like little yellow bananas hanging down. And if they open up, they're going to release pollen. And if they release the pollen, your plants are going to be seeded. All the females that you're trying to keep seed-free, um, sensamila, basically, are going to turn into big seed factories, and you're not going to get the the seedless buds that we're after. So um, there's really no reason to have a male in your garden at all if you're not uh, a breeder. A breeder. So I would say as soon as you spot a male, get rid of it and, uh, you know, concentrate your energy on the females. Okay, and uh, you kind of touched on this in the first part of your answer, but Justin has a follow-up. He writes, on the other hand, don't I need male plants so I could keep a few seeds for myself? Uh, yeah, no, you don't. Um, because you're basically just amateur breeding. It's kind of uh, unnecessary. What you're really better off doing is having a mother plant, uh, a female plant that you keep in the vegetative stage that you can take cuttings off of, and that way you can always have a strain around uh, without having to rely on, on seeds because if you're just crossing a random male uh, with, a, with your plants, um, you're not actually doing breeding. You're just sort of messing around with the genetic the gene pool a little bit yeah i mean having a, a separate room where you have your male plants and a bunch of seeds that's kind of next level stuff if you're just starting to grow you probably don't need that yeah mother yeah start with go. seeds or or clones and and if you need clones uh start with seeds and get a mother plant a female plant that you keep in vegetative stage okay cool uh thank you justin i hope that helps and uh moving on we have a question from nelson nelson writes I've never seen anything about pruning in the magazine. That's wow. interesting. The magazine's yeah. been around 40 years now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've covered pruning a few times, but uh, we, yeah. can, we can go over pruning again. I we'll mean, do it again. Um, <laughs> is that the, qu the whole question? No, no. Uh, uh, Nelson goes on to say, uh, I see some people cut back all but the buds, and some only take off the bottom leaves. Okay. Uh, you certainly shouldn't take off all your leaves but the buds because... Uh, the leaves are, are the power plants, you know, that pa are powering the buds uh, with ox with uh, light and, and converting the, the light into the sugars that create the buds. So you certainly don't want to take off all your leaves. You want to you take off any yellow or decaying leaves, and you want to take off some of the lower leaves if you feel like uh, they're blocking a whole branch or node. But uh, be, you, you should prune very selectively. I would not recommend taking off uh, fan leaves willy-nilly unless there's a reason. Okay, cool. Uh, hopefully that helps Nelson, and uh, we both suggest maybe you, you look a little closer because uh, <laughs> pruning has been featured in the mag probably several times. Yeah, I mean, point. we cover it, we cover it uh, but, you know, like we, can't, we can never cover it enough, I guess. Nope. Uh, Josh wrote, what should I do about dying leaves? But you pretty much just covered that. You take yeah. them off. Dying leaves, you got to take them off. If they're st even starting to yellow, they're, they're suspect at that point. And that could also be a, sort of a beacon for spider mites or right. some bugs, kind of pest. Bugs are attracted to the color yellow because it is the color of, of a weakened leaf. And uh, I mention this all the time, but that's why the yellow sticky traps are yellow. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Very cool. 
All right, next question is from Andy. Is there any way I could grow indoors without a grow room? I just want to grow one simple plant without a grow room and no one has info on it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can. You can grow on a windowsill uh, if you get a ton of sun. It's got to pretty much be a southern-facing uh, windowsill that gets a lot of sun all day long during the summertime and, and, and even into the fall. Uh, if you can get a situation like that, you can grow in that window uh, pretty close to the window and you'll end up with, uh, you know, a decent sized plant, but, uh, pretty much any other way that you're going to grow, you're going to have to find some kind of a, a space to put the plant, whether it be, uh, a grow box, a grow tent, uh, a closet, even, um, I've seen people fabricate things out of dressers and all kinds of cabinets. So th there, there's all types of ways you can do it. Um, but if you really just want to rely on sunshine alone, you need a ton of sun coming through your, your window at, uh, during the day. All right, makes sense. Hopefully that helps you out, Andy. Thanks for writing in. This is Free Weed from Danny Danko. We're doing a little uh, Q&A, questions from our uh, listeners, answered by Danny Danko on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get us at freeweed at hightimes.com, also on Twitter, at Danny Danko. Uh, next question comes from RC. He writes, Danny and Mike. Look at that, it's in parentheses. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a second-class citizen. Uh, love the show, inspired me to start my own small autoflower grow. Keep the shows coming, thank you, RC. Anyway, my question is about molasses. Um, would you recommend it during flowering? Some say flushing with molasses makes the bud taste better. Any thoughts, experiences using molasses? Uh, you know, I've never really used molasses, except uh, I guess occasionally with compost tea, you'd put some molasses in there to give it uh, the microbes something to munch on, uh, and they do love it. But, uh, yeah, I don't really recommend molasses, certainly not for flushing. Uh, I don't think it's going to impart any kind of a sweetness to the buds. Uh, and, and it's messy. <laughs> yeah, it's really messy, and it's sticky, and it, and it attracts pests and stuff. So I think it's more trouble than it's worth unless you were going to use it as uh, a sort of a fuel in your compost tea, which I've heard a lot of people doing and have done myself. It's not absolutely necessary to have molasses in your compost tea, but it will uh, increase the microbial activity. So people actually substitute water for molasses in the flush? I hope that they don't. Yeah, I would not do that at all. Okay. So yeah. uh, possibly helpful with your compost tea, but don't use it for your flush because right. it is messy. And Okay. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, those people that are doing that are diluting it with a ton of water, I would imagine. I would imagine. Not just, yeah, not just using straight molasses. That would be insanity. That would be odd. All right, well, thank you, RC. Uh, hopefully that helps you out. And uh, we have time for a couple more, right? We, sure, It's been a sure. while since we've done this We've got a lot of questions. We've got a lot, so... Uh, Let's move on to Grant, and this is actually pretty funny. Uh, hey, DD, double, double D. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, yeah. double D. Uh, just listen to episode 15. How's that Obama weed-friendly re-election working out for you? <laughs> it's probably Bush's fault. That's oh, from Grant. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know if He's I really want to get into you. this one, but uh, recently uh, we just found that uh, that Obama has, has done half a billion dollars worth of uh, rating of medical marijuana through the Justice Department and Eric Holder and, and the DEA. And, you know, it's, a, it's disappointing. It's definitely a disappointment. Uh, I'm not happy about that. Uh, at the same time, you know, there's a plenty more dispensaries now than there were during the Bush era. So you got to give him some credit for that. But, yeah, it's a disappointment. And uh, really... Yeah, it's getting harder and harder <laughs> to defend our guy. It's getting uh, harder and harder to defend the guy, and 
you know, clearly with all of this like NSA stuff too, uh, it's just, it's disappointing and hopefully there's some way to turn it around. And if there isn't, then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in 2016, but I certainly still support, uh, you know, democratic policies and politics. That's what I am. And, and they need to, they need to come around on the drug war and they're slowly, but surely starting to. Yeah. So I think we can both acknowledge a bit of a disappointment, yeah. B- big disappointment, but big. Big disappointment probably better than the alternative so, certainly better than the the alternative which would have was romney and mccain, and McCain. before that yeah, yeah. But. all right so just to recap uh, grant wrote rather snarkily is snarkily a word <laughs> it was snarky uh hey double d just listen to episode 15 how's that obama weed friendly re-election working out for you snap <laughs> but then he wrote hey dd and mike episode 38 you guys rock keep them coming oh, so okay. He, we, we got him back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we, we, we don't have to agree upon everything. All, all we really have to agree on is free free weed. Yeah. Grant writes everybody. in a lot. So thank you, <laughs> Grant, for, for listening. We appreciate that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep on listening. And uh, finally, our last question comes from, it's not really even a question, but it comes from Corey. Uh, Dear Danny D, it's me again. Uh, I just want to get the record straight. I'm a much bigger fan and follower than Jake Bake 420, our, our boy, Jake Bake 420. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what the, Corey just wanted to remind you that he's a cool. bigger fan. Well, than, shout than out to him. Corey. He's, he's sent a bunch of cool questions. Some of them I use uh, on the show. Some of them I use in the actual column in the magazine. So shout out to Corey, you know, um, Jake Bake 420, all, all, of, all the fans. I mean, I really, t- I, it, I really truly appreciate the fact that people listen to the show and care about what we have to say and appreciate it and, and share it with their friends and, and, and all that. It's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, we put it out there really not knowing what what kind of impact it's going to have. And, and you know, it, it seems to have had an impact. And 40 episodes in, it's it's just, it's very, uh, you know, it just feels good to know that, that uh, the show reaches a lot of people and, and, and they like it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Um, if you would like to have your question or statement, I guess, read on uh, Free Weed from Danny Danko, get us at email uh, freeweed at hightimes.com, on Twitter at Danny Danko, at MikeHughes underscore, and hashtag freeweed. Uh, what do you say we take a little break, come back, and put a bow on it? Sounds good. Also, I should mention if you stick around for the wrap, uh, Danko is going to give away a very special DVD. Yeah. So check that out. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt again, but again, this is our 40th episode. We're so excited. I just want to mention another sponsor that we have, and this is a great one. This is a vape pen sponsor called Power Pen. These guys have the most affordable pen I have found at $50. They, they come in black or white. Uh, you can check them out yourself at powerpen.com. It's actually power-pen, P-O-W-E-R-dash pen.com they've got uh, a great instagram which is power pen uh look them up on instagram to see lots of pictures of their stuff these come in black and white like i said they're 50 dollars, and they have a special deal for free weed listeners if you put the code high times all capital letters uh no spacing high times 
Use that promo code. You will get free shipping. So literally a $50 vape pen. Thank you very much to PowerPen, our new sponsor. So check them out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and be sure to tell them that Free Weed sent you. wrapping it up with raw we are wrapping it up with raw nice yeah do you like raw papers i do nice i pretty much only smoke raw papers unless i have to smoke something else is that a fact yeah nice yeah they're good yeah um i like the the throwbacks the the browner ones not the organic ones but Mm. i'll smoke any raw paper pretty much very cool all right we suggest you also smoke raw papers but uh congratulations 40 episodes 40 episodes of free weed yeah. Over 44 hours of us yapping. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, let's give some stuff away. People okay. love giveaways. I want to give away this DVD. This is from Greenhouse Seed Company. It's called Grow Sessions. It's actually multiple DVDs. This yeah, is we were, like a box set. We were lucky enough to tour the facilities when we were over in Amsterdam. We and did. Ariane yeah. hooked us up with some stuff, so we'd like to pass it on to you. Yeah, we'll put some videos up from that as well in the coming months. Yes, we will. But how would you like to give away this Grow Sessions DVD? You know what? I'm going to give it away to one of the people who comments on the HighTimes.com Freeweed page. So Freeweed episode 40. Uh, if you comment on that page at HighTimes.com uh, where the Freeweed episode 40 lives, not on the SoundCloud page, but the High Times page. I think you got to be on Facebook or something to comment there. But if you comment there and uh, say something funny or or witty about the show or whatever, I will pick one of those people to send this DVD to. And we should also mention... You really put some thought into this contest. That's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see some comments. That's all. Okay, so basically people are going to comment on the episode 40 page on hightimes.com, and then you're going to pick... One of those people to get them. Yeah. And then, okay. Yep. And we should thank our sponsors. And uh, we'd like to thank everyone who came out to San Francisco. That was a great cup. Yeah. You know, hope you had a good time if you were there. Extra special thanks to Soma for uh, being on that uh, interview segment. That was very enlightening and wonderful to have that uh, live taping there. It was cool, yeah, to do it in his apartment in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very nice moment. So thanks to Soma. Yeah. And, and thanks, uh, to, thanks you guys. to Subcool for that awesome soil mix. Subcool Super cool. Soil. Thank you to him for sure. And his, check out his Weed Nerd uh, show on YouTube. It's pretty great. And he's yeah, like 140-something episodes deep with that. It's pretty... He does, like, the video, right? He does video, yeah. and he does video from our events. He does video of, of grows. He's he, he, he's quite a character, and he's a great guy. So, um, yeah, TGA, Seed, Fam, uh, all the way. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I have something. If, you, if you're a loyal listener of Free Weed, uh, please email us or get us on Twitter and tell us who you would like us to interview. Yeah. You know? Because we're interested in who you want to hear from. Mm-hmm. So let us know about that. Awesome. Yeah. You got anything else? I guess that's about it. Episode 40 is put it in the books. Done. Awesome. 